episode 97 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. This week, we have our presenting partner, HazTech, and the ABC Mass Membership Committee is our lightning round sponsor. Mike, tell us a little bit about our sponsors this week. Yeah, we're, uh, again, proud to have HazTech Safety Management on board as the presenting sponsor for the podcast. And when we had them as the presenting sponsor for several weeks now, but I just wanted to you know, talk about who they are, but they have a staff of over 300 employees. 275 of those are full-time field professionals with various certifications and experience levels. Uh, they maintain a reliable team of full-time safety professionals that come to your site and talk all about safety. Their, their objective is uh, make sure that people are being safe at work and that's important. So we're very grateful to Haztec for being the sponsor for the past couple of months and the ABC Massachusetts membership committee. We're uh, excited that we are part of the membership drive as we strive to hit 500 members. We're very close. We've got lots of new members coming on board. Once we get uh, confirmation on those new members, we'll talk about it. So welcome to the new members. If you're interested in becoming a member, you can reach out to venus at abcma.org. All right, here it is, November 2nd, Thursday, November 2nd. Have we turned the heat on in our houses yet? <laughs> we were just talking about this. Um, we uh, This morning, I was texting my boyfriend and I was like, today's the day. And he was like, yeah, it's time. It is too damn cold out. I, it was 37 degrees on my thermostat in my car. And my engine was kind of going like. Pop, pop, pop. So that's when, you know, it's time to put the heat on for sure. We haven't like put the heat on purposefully. Yesterday, I noticed that the heater was on and I was like, what the? This is so weird. So I asked Junior, I'm like, did you turn on the heat? He's like, no, it was at 68. So I put it down to 66. Hopefully Mr. Keeps... Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Gray's like, listen, I'm, like, I'm it's paying cold. Bills. I'm home all day. You guys are out. I need the heat. <laughs> he has a whole blanket that he just like, you know, cuddles up in. But yeah. It's it's been cold. I had to open all the windows yesterday and all the fans. Open. Yeah, I had to leave them open and all the doors. I was telling Mike that I had um I forgot that I left the the stove top on and the flame went out. And so I'm like sitting in like two hours of just carbon monoxide. I could have died. I'm and happy. I'm happy you're here today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like my brain is not there. So yeah, finally. <laughs> I'm glad that everything's okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. okay too. But I guess if I didn't answer your question, no, I have not. But if you asked me this tomorrow morning, I would have said, yes, I certainly have. Getting cold. It, it was 78 here uh, on Saturday, 80 degrees, 85 on Saturday, 55 it, Sunday. It was almost 90 yeah. in Salem. It was 86 yeah. degrees in Salem, Massachusetts. That's 38 on Saturday. Here and it is today, 37 so. degrees today. This is how people get sick. So yeah, yeah I'm feeling sick. it a little, I like, I don't like this. So get your Theraflu. Get your Theraflu. Next. And stay stay warm. It's gonna be cold next couple of days. But uh, as usual on the podcast, we do like to talk about some wild and wacky news. And uh, this week's wild and wacky news is Taiwan doctors remove small spider from woman's ear canal. A sixty four year old woman in a sixty four year old woman in Taiwan who heard clicking and rustling sounds for several days turned out to have a small spider in her ear canal. Uh, Co wrote a case report for the New England Journal of Medicine detailing the case. Woman who sought treatment in April. 
They pull the small spider out, and it's discarded exoskeleton inside the woman's ear. Uh, the spider's presence, because it was only two to three millimeters in size or a tenth of an inch. Uh, Pod, uh, Pod Squad, what do you think? I need you to know that this is like truly one of my biggest fears, like a bug being in my ear and like you can't get it out. That would change me. I think that would change me on a chemical level. <laughs> I would be different forever. Like, like you scratch, like last year's relationship, was it making rustling sounds? And they go to the doctor, they pull out this spider no. and an exoskeleton. I'm out. I almost wouldn't even want to know. I almost would want them to be like, you had so much earwax. It was so crazy. Like, just go home. You're good. And never tell me that. Like, you can tell, like, my partner, whoever I'm with, like, whoever took me, let them know and tell them never to tell me unless they feel it's the right time, which is never. I would, I would never be able to be like comfortable or feel like safe again. Like, I feel like I'd have to wear earplugs all the time because I would be so stressed. I'd plug, I'd plug them. I would like, no, I don't need to hear. I don't care. I hate bugs. So I hear you about that. It kind of reminds me of, um, so on TikTok, they have all these episodes of like the emergency room shows. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there was this one where the lady was like, you know, I have a bunch of migraines going on. I don't know what's happening. So as the doctor is talking to her, it looks like a slug coming out of her nose. So she ends up pulling it out and it's a leech. I was like, that is so gross. So I, I'm just terrified of anything like that happening. Can you imagine? No. You have a spider living in your brain and they no. created a whole web. They probably <gasps> had babies in there. Stop. No. I'm good. Can you that's, imagine? That's the thing. It's like, what if it lays eggs? <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and you have a whole nest in there and it just keeps going and it's never ending. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. It's a crazy, crazy story for Halloween. Well, but... it's like, have you, well, Halloween, you've heard scary stories to tell in the dark. Have you heard of that book? And there's that story in it of the woman and she like had like a pimple or something and she kept like scratching it. And then one day a spider crawls out and all of its babies and it just keeps coming out of her face. That's disgusting. That's, prob that's probably like where this fear maybe unlocked for me because I I read that book when I was really little, which like, thanks mom. But um, yeah, not for me. Bugs are have never been for me. People that can be like, like be near bugs and not like get a chill up their spine or like freak out and run away. I admire you. I could never be you. I feel like you don't fear death. <laughs> and I'm like, good <laughs> <for> invincible. <you. laughs> invincible. All right. So that, that's a good little wacky wild story in the news to wrap up uh, Halloween here as we head into November and uh, upcoming Thanksgiving feast here. But this week's guest is a two time guest here on the podcast we got louisa mills uh she is a senior vice president over at interstate electrical services and we were honored and pleased to have her with us let's uh, hear it from louisa we are lucky to be joined for the second time by the senior vice president of interstate electrical services our friend louisa mills louisa welcome back Thank you. I'm excited to be back. 
Yeah, and it's uh, it's been a long time coming, and I can't believe we waited this long. It's been over a year and almost a year and a half now since you've been on before, and I know there's lots going on. So, uh, for those that don't know who Louisa is, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Louisa Mills. Um, I am a senior vice president at Interstate Electrical Services. Um, I'm very fortunate to have the responsibility for what I call the fun departments, <laughs> such <laughs> as um human resources, which obviously ties with payroll, safety, um, marketing, um, and some internal operations uh, functions as well. So I have an amazing team to work with. And um, we do a lot of stuff such as recruiting and training. And, um, you know, obviously, there's your benefits and things of that nature. But what we hope that we're doing is you know, creating a good platform for the current workforce and future generations to come. And that's excellent. I know the interstate does a lot of things behind the scenes for, for their people and their apprentices and their students and their employees. Um, and then how does someone get to be a senior vice president? What is how, What was your path to get to where you are today? Uh, so it is a unique path. Um, I think probably like most in of my generation, I'll say, the, the the push was to go to college for for me which which for me was the right choice you you don't want me wiring your home um by any by any um, stretch of the <laughs> imagination um but for me it was it was actually happenstance i was um about to start a different job in the fall so i had the summer off my aunt um was working on the distributor side and um, there was a position that worked perfectly. It was supposed to be a six-week position. And from there, I never looked back. So I immediately loved the business side of things and started on an accelerated junior management training track. Um, and I just loved everything about the business sector because it was completely different than where I was heading. Um, I loved the industry. I loved everything about it, the people. Um, and it was just a, just an open door of different opportunities for me that I hadn't even thought of before. So I was very fortunate in that aspect. Um, and then eventually, um, as I went through that program, um, I again, I did a lot of travel. I was exposed. I was very uh, fortunate to work for a international firm. Um, so there was a lot of great opportunity and um, a lot of mentoring and training uh, through there, eventually, um, Interstate was a client of ours. And um, in time, I was awarded an opportunity um, more local, and I couldn't be happier to be with Interstate. And then one of the things that we always talk about here at the school is, especially being October, is Curse Construction Month. What are some things people can do if they want to get into the construction or trades field, do you think? So I think now is such a great time. Um, communication is is I think the biggest key, uh, things have changed so dramatically, even I would say in the last three to five years, obviously we can go back 10, 15 years. And I'm sure even on a lot of your podcasts, there's been a lot of discussion of where the trades went awry. Um, and now what we're trying to do to bring everyone back. Um, so to me, I think the communication is key. There's a lot of interest now. There's a lot of schools and the, the whole entire education system is starting to pivot. Um, some of it's through desperation and need and other is because of this knowledge now of these newer generations coming in and really 
understanding how cool and how dynamic the trades are and how impactful they are with everything. Um, today, I was very fortunate to this morning to be at a school, a vocational school in um, New Bedford. I'm not sure if I can say their name on air without their permission, but I was able to present to a group of 70 students, which was phenomenal, um, all in the electrical trade or looking to get into the electrical trade. So that was juniors, mostly juniors, um, some sophomores, I believe. And it was just so refreshing to see those numbers uh, because before the numbers were significantly smaller. So I think there's a more of an awareness. I think teachers are becoming more equipped that are outside of the vocational program. Um, I'm also hearing more from guidance counselors that which we never would have heard from um, before other than if it was through true, uh, a actual vocational school. Um, and I think we need to do our part. Um, so everybody needs to do their part. It can't just be the teachers and, and you know, the schools. Um, I think we owe it to the industry to go out and interstate would love to hire all of those 70, but that's not realistic. And <laughs> or is it fair to those 70 students? So it's our job to also educate them on opportunities that exist in the trade so that the more knowledge they have by the time they graduate or before they graduate, they're more exposed. Um, and I think we need to take it to even the lower levels, like the middle schools and maybe even, you know, sixth graders and um, or fourth, fifth, sixth graders in the elementary middle before they hit the middle school so that they already understand that, wow, this is pretty interesting. And not only am I limited to these options, but I have this whole other world in the AEC division um, that's available to me should I choose to accept it. And I know that Kayla could probably speak to this and let Kayla talk about, it, but she's seen a huge increase in people reaching out to her on that side of schools, guidance mm -hmm. counselors, non-vocational schools. Kayla, do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So in my new position as like student affairs advisor, I've reached out to some high schools, but there are other high schools reaching out. So we've had an influx of folks interested in having us come out and talk about the trades, talk about the schools. So we're really excited to start doing that because we have more of the bandwidth. We're able to, you know, go out to these locations and talk to students. But again, right, my whole thing is I really want to get to the younger crowd, right? So the middle schoolers, getting them excited. Because that, you know, in high school, you're a junior, you're a senior, you're already thinking about, okay, what's my next step? So if you get them early on enough, then, you know, you kind of get them excited about being an electrician, a plumber, or carpenter. So I'm with you there, Louisa, really exciting stuff. Um, if you ever, ever have anybody um, that reaches out to you that you would like for us to come and talk to them as well, please. I would love to connect with you guys, you know, all the collaborations that we can offer um, and connect with other, you know, member companies, that would be wonderful. And and I would love that. And it's, it's so interesting because I think the, the concept sounds daunting. You know, how do I even get started? Do I call a school? And yes, the answer is yes. You can call your local school um, and, you know, hopefully get in touch with the right person or just ask who the right person is. And they're, they're so inviting to have you just come in and talk to the class and you don't need a lot of props. You know, it could be just a 15, 20 minute discussion um, and to have resources like GCI to talk about the other side of it on the training end is also very phenomenal. So um, I'd be happy to partner with you on that. Awesome. We hope to hear from you. <laughs> Definitely. And 
um, as far as, you know, people that, and the ones that show the, the students that you go talk to, I guess, are they pretty receptive? I mean, what are some of the questions that they ask? Because, you know, especially in a non-traditional and a regular traditional high school, they may not know that outside of high school and outside of college, where else they can go. What are some of the things that they ask you? That is such a great question. Today, um, I think it just timing couldn't have been better. We left there. So I had a team of people with me and um, we left there so excited. I am so excited about this generation that is coming into the fold from, again, the elementary school age right now into the high school age. They are excited to work. They're excited to um, learn and be part of something. And I mean, we had 14 year olds that were stopping us in the hallway after saying, am I too young to do something, which I was just, it just was very exciting to see. So a lot of the questions that were coming from them was, um, what are the different opportunities that exist? Um, how do I get started? Um, what do I need to do in order to be a good candidate for you? Which I loved that question coming from, again, you know, a sophomore, for example, or a junior. Um, there wasn't a lot about what's in it for me. Um, it was more about what is it that I can do or bring to you to help and how do I get exposed to it? And, um, you know, there were questions about benefits, which I was very impressed to, to hear. There were questions about um, the expectation of transportation. You know, I don't have my license or a car yet. What can I do? But I really am interested in the trade um, software. There was a lot of questions about the technology um, and then just questions about, OK, if I am not, you know, one of the questions was if I'm not strong enough or I feel like I don't have the stamina to be an electrician, what are my other options? And we actually, you know, we have this career tree that we talked about and we showed this, you know, slide about all these different opportunities. And I mean, I felt like it was just all these amazing brains, just like, you know, all these neurons that were starting to fire off about all this excitement about opportunity um, to even just try it. Right. And, you know, when I go in the classes and we'll talk to some of the students or we'll talk to people, you don't necessarily have to be swinging a hammer or pulling wire to be involved in the trade. Right. You could be, you could be an estimator. You could be, you know, maybe you're good at math. If math's your thing and you're good at, you know, you like a project, like put your hands into a project and figuring out a project, how puzzle works, you know, maybe you're an estimator or a project manager. And then from there you, you grow with the company, right? So you don't necessarily have to be swinging a hammer or be an electrician, but you could still be part of say a company like interstate. Now your time with interstate, your time in the trades, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen? Do you think? I would say that some of the biggest changes are the technology, um, which is um, obviously to be expected, but really it's it's just rapid fire on the technology um the other changes that i I'll continuously see are um and we deal a lot with lean construction um but there's so much to be said for that the really streamlining and simplifying the process um and making it where it's visible so the the visual and the understanding i think is so much more important especially as the generations come into play um, people need to understand what the person before them is doing and what their role is and what the next one is. So transparency has become so vital um, because with that is the training. You can do all the training, but if you don't have 
the visual for someone to be able to understand, okay, what am I doing that's then causing the effect of the next step? I think they start to, you know, you're almost like then in a silo at that point. Um, so again, I think prefabrication and um, a lot to do with ergonomics, you know, uh, people are smarter. Um, no longer, obviously, are we moving boulders manually or anything <laughs> like that. Technology comes into play, but also what more can we do to automate a process so that people are working more with their minds and less with their the wear and tear on their bodies? Pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty amazing stuff. Especially like, like I said, the technology moves so fast and so quickly. What's hip and cool and top of the trends today is old by tomorrow. Right. right. Different technologies, the way people are working in the students, uh, as far as some of the trades go, uh, you know, I've got a son in college right now and I know that he's racking up his college debt and I would love to see him get into the trades and do something. I got one kid, one son behind him. I'm hoping I can get him to get into the trades. Um, if you had to give what's one piece of advice that you give someone, say maybe not a, a middle school, but some, a junior senior, what is something that you what's a piece of advice you give them? I, you know, that's such a great question. I think the the biggest two things we talk about here at Interstate is one is who is your customer. And it's easy for everyone to assume your customer is your external client, which of course is the end result. Um, we talk about our, our customers are internal customer. So it's very important to understand who that is, which is the electrician. Everything that we do leads up to supporting or hindering the electrician. So it's very important that I think everyone understand when they're going into a role, what is the support system that they have going into it? And I feel that the trades are just so synonymous with training and mentoring. No one's hoarding information. People want to help you and they want you to be successful because it benefits them as well. Um, and then it benefits the end result. Um, the other thing that I would, you know, I have fun with it. I think that the trades have always had such a, negative connotation. It's archaic. It's dirty. It is not. It's incredible. And kind of think about it as a superpower. What is if you could have a superpower, what would that be? And for us, we talk about our electrician, the world could not function pretty much in any capacity without the direct or indirect involvement of an electrician. To us, that's a superpower. Um, so we kind of always talk about have fun with what you want to do and view the trades kind of flip that dynamic and try it. Um, and it's okay if you don't like, if you decide I don't want to be an electrician, I don't love that part of it. But wow, look at all the other stuff that I'm now exposed to. And I have this incredible foundation that I can bounce off of. That's great advice. Uh, and one other thing we'll talk about real quick is that is your time as the GCI uh, chairman person. Um, what was some of the things you learned in that role? Because it's a pretty significant role. And if I believe you were the first woman, I believe. Is that, is that I true? I believe I might have been, yes. Might have been yes. the first woman, right? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing times because between you and Vera on the ABC board to see two women in roles like that is, is I think, is fantastic. What is something you took away from that role, that position? Um, my takeaway was, again, the the amazing um, people that are exist in the industry that want to help from all different avenues. It's just, I'm always humbled by, by the process. Um, the other thing that um, I took away is that we can't keep doing the same things. If you keep doing the same things, you're again, 
um, kind of no one's forcing you to drive, um, but you really don't see horse and buggies anymore. So you can choose to do that. You just won't be on the highway. Um, so change is inevitable. It'll it'll happen with or without you. Um, so be on the forefront, accept change, embrace it, and doesn't have to be overnight. But um, the more we can do on the education side to, again, account for new generations coming in, um, the better off that will be. Because if you don't spread the word, right, whether you're talking to students in New Bedford, students in Baruch or Woburn, Stone, doesn't matter, we talk to them. If no one goes out there and talks to the students at all, they're not going to know about it. And then right. what happens with the trades? Then you've got no one in the trades, right? And there's a huge right. gap right now in the trades. People need to be in the trades. We need plumbers, electricians. You need those people to build our buildings and and and, and give us, you know, lights in our house or plumbing in our bathrooms. All those people. What is next for for you and the folks over at Interstate? If you could talk about it. Sure. So for us, um, we're always looking to, I think training is always on the forefront and we really want to take it to that next level. Um, we are also always looking at the advantages and the uses of technology. Um, and then personally for us, we would love to see what we can do to bring on more women into the trades. Um, today was a great example out of the 70 students. Um, it was a very small percentage of uh, females that were in that classroom and not because the, the school is doing anything wrong or the students. I think it's just still one of those things that um, and I I would love to be able to say we have the answer. We we don't. And I don't think it's one answer. But the more we can do, um, I think, strength in numbers, it would just be really phenomenal to um, be a nice offset in the trades. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it'd be nice to see this. There's no reason why. There can't be more women and more women in the trades, which I don't I don't understand why there's not more women in a lot of different things, whether it be right. playing sport, professional sports, the trades, whatever. Right? I think. But like you said, going out and educating people about the trades and that you don't have to be the strongest person or the fastest person, but just a will to want to do. And, you know, it, it, and if you can't lift something, someone helps you. It's no big deal. It's your passion, your knowledge, your, your caring for the trade. Uh, Allison or Kayla, anything for Louisa? Um, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I just don't have a video. Um, you know, thank you so much, Louisa, just for being involved as much as you are. Um, I know personally, it's been really great working with you and like any conversation that I've had with you about the trades, about the industry, all of that has been like really productive. And also I'm able to, it's just nice to kind of like talk shop with you because you have all of these really fantastic ideas and perspectives that I really appreciate. So you know, it's just been great to work with you. And I'm so happy to have you on the podcast for a second time and that I was able to be on it this time in in a way without my camera um, working. But, you know, what are you going to do? Thank you, Allison. I really appreciate that and love working with you as well. It's been phenomenal. No, I was just going to say thank you again, Louisa. And again, I would love to connect with you moving forward with any and just a presentation that you were talking about that you showed, you know, you were talking about the tree, um, like the career tree. So if you can share anything with us, that would be phenomenal. You know, we just we want to keep keep advertising the trade or not advertising, but like expressing how wonderful the trades are to the younger generation for sure. And like you said, they're a very special group of, of kids coming up. So, yeah. Thank you so I much. I would <laughs> love to collaborate on it because again, we we absolutely do not have all the answers at, at, yeah. at all. And the more we can do, I think the better. Absolutely. Now, last time you went, I don't know sure if Dan did a lightning round, so we're going to do a lightning round here. We're going to ask 10 rapid-fire questions. Okay. Uh, this is tough. This is going to be tough. 
This is, this is I didn't study. study so. <laughs> well, this, there's no studying for this. We keep this, the questions very secretive. We keep okay. a locked vault here in the basement of the Uber office. Uh, first question we'll ask you is if, uh, what would your talent be if you were Miss or Mr. World? What would your talent be? That is such a great uh, question. I would say my talent would be, um, wow, to be able to, uh, if I was Mr. World or Mrs. or Miss, Miss World, my talent would be hopefully to um, scale large buildings. I have no idea why. I've always been impressed by people who can do that. <laughs> so. Nope. I'm good. I'm out. I'm not, nope. not sure what I would do with that, but I would love to be able to, you know, climb like the highest peak. <laughs> uh, nope. I'm good. I'm all set. Uh, my feet up right here. Uh, what would the title of your autobiography be? I hope I made a difference. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, what fictional family would you be a member of? Fictional being like <laughs> make-believe family, would you be a member of? I would be a member of the fictional, um, hmm. I would say the fictional world of make-believe where koalas are running the world and making us, you know, all happy. <laughs> <laughs> I co-sign uh, that. Yeah. I, I love koalas. I don't know. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, your favorite breakfast food? My favorite breakfast food is an English muffin. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? You get to keep three apps on your smartphone. Okay, this is sad. I would definitely keep my email because um, I'm very connected to having a pulse on things. I would say um, the news, which again, not fun. <laughs> and probably Facebook because I feel that that's, how I can connect with a lot of people that I don't see on a regular basis. Uh, would you rather have the ability to teleport or fly? Oh, definitely teleport. Agreed. What school subject was your favorite? My favorite school subject was anything to do with law. If you could have your own TV show, what would it be about? If I could have my own TV show, it would have to be a comedy because I think that life is too serious in general. Um, so anything that would be funny with regards to uh, probably family and work dynamics. Uh, who was your childhood actor or actress crush? Again, I'm dating myself, but it was Tom Hanks. <laughs> and hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. What's your best scar story? My best scar story is... Um, I am not a great skier. I always laugh saying I married into the wrong family because they're very outdoorsy and athletic, um, especially if winter sports. So I thought I was a pretty good skier and uh, decided to try to keep up and did some moguls that didn't work in my favor. So I have a little scar on my back <laughs> from oh, one of those. Uh, if you could put anybody on Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? I could put anybody on Mount Rushmore. I would say, gosh, there's so many people um, that I would love to put on there. Um, hmm, that is a really good question. I would probably say, um, hmm, 
you know, this is this is going to sound strange, but I'll probably say people like our founding fathers of, you know, like the Alibrandi family. Um, here's here are two individuals, father and son, that are just not only, you know, working for the business, but for, you know, what can they do for the industry and trade? And I think that that is so representative and indicative of what we need today. So I would say them. And the last question we like to ask people uh, is there's a food fight at the Mills house tonight at the dinner table. What are you grabbing as your weapon of choice? And you can't choose mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. So I would say my weapon of choice might have to be a drumstick then. <laughs> Chucking drumsticks at the mills, kids. And then, uh, well, we always like to ask them because it's the Coffee Break podcast. How do you like your coffee and where do you go for your coffee? Uh, so I love a latte um, is my coffee of choice. And um, I would probably say Starbucks and then Dunkin' Donuts is a really close second. All right. This is Louisa Mills, Senior Vice President over uh, at Interstate. Louisa, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me at interstate at um, lmills at iesc1.com. And I would love to um, stay in touch with anybody. And brainstorming is um, how I work. So I would love that. Awesome. All right, Louisa, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Louisa. That was awesome. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And we are grateful that you came on a second time. Uh, we had some great conversations, but now we're moving forward into the trainings that are coming up. Allison, what do we have? Lots going on in November. So uh, first, we have the Construction Quality Management for Contractors class on November 15th at the ABC GCI Women office. Seats are filling up. So if you are thinking about getting into that class, sign up as soon as possible. Then on November 18th, we will have a hoist 1C2A prep for exam again at the ABC GCI Woburn office. And then a new class starting November 28th, Introduction to Electrical Estimating. That's going to be a Tuesday, Thursday class weekly through January 4th, 2024. Um so check out all of those trainings and the rest of the trainings through January 2024 at gwgci.org forward slash events. Part of the podcast, it is time for the news. And uh, last week we had the unbelievable time. Uh, and this week's news is sponsored by Kenny and Sam's and Patriot Benefit Services. And the ABC Feature News of the Week is the unbelievable time we had at Bear Moose Brewery over in Everett. It was a uh, great weather, great pizza, and a great cause. Make for great times at the Oktoberfest YJK Foundation fundraiser. Uh, the Kenny family are just amazing people. Great group of people. Uh, 70 members gathered at Bear Moose Brewing in Everett last week for an annual Oktoberfest. And it was a fundraiser for the Young Joe Kenny Foundation. They raised about $8,000 and they raffled off some gift baskets, a new pizza oven, a solo stove. Uh, special thanks to the guys out at Milwaukee Tools and DeWall for helping us out. Raffled off uh, Marcus Smart Celtics t-shirt, some skis, a Yeti cooler. It was a great time. It was a very warm night. It was a, a, a fantastic time to be with all those people. It was great. Um, and upcoming events, we have a webinar coming up on Tuesday, November 7th. It's a new requirement relating to unavoiding unionization and how to maintain compliance with new union-friendly laws. Taking place Tuesday, November 7th. I got a prevailing wage seminar coming up on uh, Wednesday, November 15th. What contracts need to know for bidding and compliance? 
And then we've got the Holiday Open House coming up on uh, December 7th, as well as November 18th is the Craft Championships taking place over at Medford Vocational High School. We've got quite a few competitors lined up. We've got quite a few sponsors lined up. So thanks to all of them. If you want more information on that, you can reach out to uh, Allison or Diane here at Allison at GWGCI.org. Uh, some of the member updates include Bowden completes Boston Analytical Lab and Office Expansion over in Salem, New Hampshire, so congratulations to them. And then uh, Procopio begins construction on the Trails Edge Townhome Project in Winnie, New Hampshire. The 68 luxury duplex apartment units, or sorry, duplex units. Each unit will feature designer kitchens, high-end finishes, and an attached garage. And then Nosset completes a 94-unit mixed-use apartment complex in Union Square, which is uh, uh, Fantastic. It's a 94-unit apartment community that includes 2,000 square feet of ground floor retail. Uh, transit-oriented development is located in the heart of Union Square near 18, 18 restaurants, nine entertainment venues, and a, many public transportation options, including the new Green Line extension. And as always, if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me, Mike, at GWGCI.org. I will say at the event last week, we did have the pleasure of meeting some listeners. So shout out to the folks over at New Horizon Finishes and the folks at Vectional Development Corp. Amanda, thanks, everybody. Michael Sloan, those guys were great. It's nice to be at an event and be recognized, I guess. So I uh, want to say thanks to them. And if you have any news you want to share, you can share it at communications at abcma.org. Newsletter goes out every week. And we're slowly grinding our way towards episode 100 here. So a couple of weeks away, we'll be celebrating the 100th episode, which is an amazing feat. Uh, we're going to give out some awards. We have an award for most listened to episode and most watched on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got Excellence in Construction Awards coming out, uh, which is going to be tonight. So good luck to all the people going and the winners. Congratulations. And as always, like, tag, follow, share. Allison, what do you got? Anything else? I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you all next week. <laughs> I think it's